only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert's here. He's was he was doubtful to participate, but he's powering through once again, floating around, producing this thing. We are all from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You can always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over. At Bet Online, it is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. They have live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Humane Society Anniversary Day to you. Go adopt a dog if you don't have enough in your household. That's a, that's a great call. Great pull. Uh, good choice by you. And I would also like to wish you a happy uh, Puka Nakua to the Senior Bowl day <laughs> as well. It's a very special day. Uh, yeah, that one came through this morning. Um and you know well, how Monday, we always have to live, live in the past, but live in the future at the same time. Impossible for us, but yeah, that was a fun one to get. Um, I've enjoyed I, this time of year, man. The the Senior Bowl acceptances are rolling in. I know Christmas is like six weeks away, but it feels like you get a little present every time. And um, if you didn't remember, in the summertime, Puka Nakua was like a big time pound the table. This guy, this dude can ball type of guy in our summer stuff. And I know he was injured, missed some time early this season before coming back. Uh, so super excited to see him hopefully reinvigorate his draft stock a little bit down in mobile. Um, uh, I certainly think he has the potential to be a mid round wide receiver who can carve out a really nice role for himself at the NFL level. So I uh, was pumped to see that one come through and uh, going to bask in the glory of it all day. Mm-hmm. And ju- just, I'm going to expect the best. They usually say expect the worst and, and hope for the best, but no, we're, we're going to do best on both ends of that spectrum here for Puka Nakua at the Senior Bowl. Word association, gentlemen? Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's where we, we start on these Tuesday episodes of Draft Dudes, huh? Okay, so I'll give you the game, and you guys know the drill. Joe struggles through the 
through the show. So Chris says, I'll give you the game and get out of the way. Yep, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing here on the show today. The Falcons beat the Bears 27 to 24. Joe? I, I was giving you the honors there. I was giving no, you the honors. It's, it's because you um, have the shtick that you do, you got to go first. The that's... first thought that comes to my mind is we finally had a kick return for a touchdown as part of a winning effort in the NFL in the year 2022. Cordero Patterson took one to the house. The Falcons won 27 to 24. That That's a very large word scramble to have as your association. Listen, I'm just trying to tell you what I'm, like, my prevailing thought this, is when I just think like, about the game. So if you, we're going to work together here. We're 11 okay? weeks into this, man. I, I'm so, not going to get better. If your thought was, hey, Daryl Patterson ran back a touchdown, the word association could have been special teams or Daryl Patterson. And then you could follow up with all of the very good analysis of the football game that you just provided. And that could have probably gone a little closer to the spirit of word association. What have do you think? You, have you gained enough time to give your word yet? <laughs> <laughs> I actually had this game on for like, it was on the third screen, right? It's the nice thing about your team not playing, right? Is it's like I had Bills, um, Bills Browns, I had Jets Patriots, and I had this game on for a stretch. Trying to watch Justin Fields because we're doing some Justin Fields content this week. And um, I think that my association phrase, and I'll say phrase, is the chase is on. Justin Fields had another 85 rushing yards in this contest. And we were asked on, on one of our staff meetings last week, like, hey, do you guys think he gets there? Do you think he beats Lamar's numbers? It's way too long of a conversation, let's be honest. The like debate the staff, back and forth yeah, with, with our staff? staff? Meeting, I was like, this has got to end. It was like 25 I, Yeah, I, I was very surprised how polarizing <laughs> it was. And, and to, to the point of those who said no – one of the concerns that they had was that Justin Fields has a lot of wear and tear and he takes a lot of hits. And he took a big hit at the end of that game against Atlanta and landed on his non-throwing shoulder. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything severe, but that was part of the argument for, no, we don't think he gets there. But like he's going to have a, a chance to rip off another. If he hits one more 100-yard game, like he's at like 840 now. You know, another 100-yard game, and then he's he's really going to just have to average 40 yards apiece down the stretch. And he'll get Lamar because he's got extra games. So, as long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. But uh, the chase is on, 18 for 85, and he got the vast majority of that. I think he got 73 of that in the first half. Uh, so uh, I'm expecting we're, we'll have a single-season quarterback rushing total record at the end of the year based mm -hmm. on yet another performance by Justin Fields. The Bills beat the Browns 31-23. to uh, Run game, both ways. I know the, the Browns' run defense is bad, uh, but the Bills' run offense is never really celebrated. Uh, both of their backs had exactly 86 yards in Singletary and Cook. 33 rushes, 171 yards, over 5.2 yards per carry, and that's a, a Browns' offense that averaged um, – giving up 4.8. So their defense had averaged given 4.8. So the bills were able to run the football without a contribution from Josh Allen against a bad run defense and did better than most teams do against them. So if you want to slight the rushing output, I, I understand it because it's against a bad run defense, but 
I think when you consider the context there, you're really satisfied for that, uh, for the Bills to, to win a game where Josh Allen really doesn't have to do a whole lot. Um, and I think they needed a win like that. And the other side of it is the Bills' run defense being able to hold Nick Chubb to 19 yards on 14 carries in a game that was fairly close for a good chunk of it. Um, that was a, that was an important part of this game for for both sides of it from the Bills' perspective was to stop the run and be able to run the ball. They did both those things. So I think mine would be survive, right? You know, the, the Buffalo had all the, the hubbub about the snow and the travel and having the game moved and they didn't practice on Friday. And it's all these extenuating circumstances that really aren't in your control. And then you actually play the game and you look at it and, well, the Browns had more first downs. They had more total yardage. They had more time of possession. The Bills lost the penalty battle. They were penalized eight times for 89 yards. Uh, the, the Bills were two of a, three of 11 on third down. Just get through, get, get through all of that adversity and just, you know, everybody take a collective deep breath. And the better football team won on Sunday with the Bills, but you could see, like, all of the stuff that led up to the game, and I thought it, it kind of peeked its head through with um, some moments of sloppiness early in the game. And, uh, I mean, how many kicks did Tyler Bass have, Joe? Just, six. And it's a jet, just six, six. Six, six field goals? So that, that they, that's not the Bills' standard, right? I think everybody agrees the Bills, if you go score 31 points and you score two touchdowns and miss a two-point conversion and kick six field goals, you probably left some opportunities out there. And so for Buffalo, in the midst of, of all, all that was made about this losing streak and then the weather and missing practice time and the travel, where, like they didn't even know if they were going to be able to get out there for a minute or at least it seemed like it externally or nationally with the coverage of the game. Just get get through it. Don't just get get through it. Make enough plays to win the football game. They did that. They lean on the run game with both Singletary and James Cook scoring or rushing for 86 yards apiece. Um, and now let's take the collective breath and reset and and go from there. So I, I think Buffalo did well in the, the spectrum of all of the things that were beyond their individual control that impacted their routine leading up to the football game. The Eagles beat the Colts 17 to 16. Close. This game was close. I mean, Eagles had to make some plays there at the end on offense to I mean they had they had to win. They they were down, right? They had they won the fourth quarter 14 to 3 to win the ball game by a point coming off of their loss, you know, the previous week. And so it's um Maybe a little bit of vulnerability for the first time, really, over the last couple of, uh, of weeks so far for the Eagles, but they found a way, and I, I think, I think that's good. I think that's good sometimes for a, a football team to, hey, everything didn't go our way. We didn't play to our standard, but damn it, we found a way to win a game, and I think that's what the Eagles should take away from it. Yeah, um, clutch. In in invoking the name Jalen Hurts here, obviously, you know, you want to score more than 17 points, but you're on the road. And uh, I think it speaks a lot to Jalen Hurts as a leader and, and leadership at the quarterback position is something that's going to be brought up again a little later on this show. But Jalen Hurts and just hearing his commentary after the game and what he was asked about. And so we, you know, we just trusted and focused on the details and, um, trusted ourselves and, and went out there and executed 
well, yeah, you got to execute to win the fourth quarter by 11 points and, and steal a win. And, you know, the defense gave up an opening script or opening possession touchdown to the Colts and, and gave up three field goals on the final 10 possessions. And the Eagles, when they had to, they strung it together with two scores. It's, it's, it, that's clutch. It's clutch on both sides of the ball. You know, the, the Colts were from a, if you told me the Colts were up by uh, 10 points going into the fourth quarter, I wouldn't necessarily like that because it seems as though with Jonathan Taylor back and, and Jeff Saturday well, back or, or in the fray for them, they have found at least a little bit of life up front running the football. And, and that wouldn't have been a favorable matchup based on how last week against the Commanders went for Philly. So I think the Eagles deserve credit for, for batting down the hatches and not panicking in that situation. And I think the character of that football team will be a lot better for a win like this down the stretch. The Patriots beat the Jets 10 to 3. I'm out. That's my association. I'm out. Joe, what are your I'll I'll extrapolate, but I want to I don't want to give you too much time to think cuz I don't want you to overthink it. <laughs> well, I don't want to I don't want to take the low-hanging fruit here. Um take but it. I, well, I think you have to. It's What I wish Zach Wilson would have taken some of the low-hanging fruit on the brother, field on Sunday. Brother how do I even say like I, I can't believe the criticisms that I had for Zach Wilson going into the Bills game and how he responded and did all the stuff that he needed to do. And then for him to get through a bye week to come back out and have all this time to get ready for the defense that gives him nightmares and for him to come out and have this type of performance. I feel like he did me wrong personally. Went to bat for this Take, man. You, you're attacked. Yeah. You feel Did attacked. A video on Zach him. I'm on the internet hyping up Zach Wilson. He made the changes that he was supposed to make. He made me look like a clown. I'm all the way out on Zach Wilson, guys. This guy's not going to be a successful starting quarterback in the NFL. Me too. I'm also out. I, I understand you are, but I also know you're a little more emotionally attached. So here's my plea to the New York Jets, okay? You invested a, a very early draft selection in this player. Don't don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. Don't say, oh, well, do we try to do something and facilitate to try and make the playoffs this year and you know, short-term gains for long-term? There's no long-term losses in whatever decisions you make to make your football team better here and now with Zach Wilson because he's not the future of your your franchise at the quarterback position. I'm sorry, he's not. And it, it goes beyond looking at guys. This this one's not getting posted anywhere other than on the draft dude's feed, right, Chris? Uh, that is correct, curse away. Okay, bare-ass open downfield and just deciding not to throw the ball to him. Like, guys wide-ass open and not throwing the ball and then coming up on the podium with that charade of, oh, yeah, I had someone wanted back. And you, you listen to every other guy who spoke after the game for the Jets. It's not hard to figure out who they're talking about. Garrett Wilson, his comments, who else is he talking about other than the guy who's up there and says, do you feel like you let the, the defense down a little bit? No. It's the softball of all softballs. You look into the camera and you say, yes. 
I need to play better if we're going to win football games. I didn't have it today. We move on. We move to the next one. Instead, he said no. Point blank just said, nope, wasn't my fault. It wasn't even that he said no. It was how he said no. It was how how quick he said no. It was the body language when he said no. We're out here, we're watching Sauce Gardner and John Franklin Myers having to hop on social media and say, I didn't mean to like that tweet smashing Zach Wilson after the game. I didn't mean to do it. My bad. This has the potential. This Jets team, and I'll give the Jets and Joe Douglas a lot of credit. Chris, what did we? What was one of our big arguments when the Jets were picking two and before they picked Zach Wilson? What were we like, hey, like let's just be mindful of this. Are you ready for a quarterback? Right. The rest of the team is ready. Ready. You you still Absolutely took the ready. quarterback, and you've got the defense playing at a very high level. You got explosive play. Now, there's probably some criticism to be had for Elijah Moore running out of bounds there at the very end of the game as time expires. Like, but in the grand scale of things, the defense is playing really good. You've got some effective players on the outside. You got some explosive weapons. They did a wonderful job of putting this team in a position. But that dude ain't it. And, you know, we we talked yesterday about dudes. You know, we talked about our dudes. And one of the guys that I didn't mention, but I had a great appreciation for his performance, was Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA quarterback. And just the way he, he played and the toughness he showed with the injury to throwing hand and kind of his, his willingness to put his body out there and makes plays for his teammates. And, and I said it on the game when, when I was watching USC-UCLA. I would run through a brick wall for DTR. And like so you could say what you will about his projection as an NFL player, but it's it's different than like just looking at him as a college player, right? They're two totally different things. But just looking at him and his performance on Saturday, I'd run through a brick wall. I would not give Zach Wilson toilet paper if he were in the stall next to me and marooned in the bathroom. I wouldn't even hand him over a piece of toilet paper. I'd say you can use your hand, buddy. I don't think so. I don't care that we're in the trenches together. I don't care that you're my quarterback. That's a joke. And I, I implore that I should be up here as a Dolphins fan saying, I hope the Jets stay as committed to Zach Wilson as they possibly can. Think about the future. Don't do anything short-sighted because you're in a playoff race. But I'm here telling you as a town evaluator, that dude ain't it. I'm all the way out. Is... Should we have – oh, how do I say this? He's he's played 20 games. Do we care? Like, d- does that matter to us? Is that – is it is it just this game you, in the aftermath? Like, but do you, how, do you, how, how do, do we you sink get him it? like that? Do you get it? Like, not, not you, but, like, d- does Zach Wilson get it? Two weeks ago, I thought he did. But you thought he got it because of his execution, X's and O's was. I'm asking big picture, franchise quarterback of the New York Jets, leader of your team. Do you get it? I think it's easy to say no right now, but when he's got the entire team up in wherever he was in the Pacific Northwest, like, did we feel differently? Joe, that was six months ago. Joe, that was six months ago. Times are different now. A lot has changed since then. He's also thrown four touchdown passes this year. Joe Flacco still has more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson does. And Joe Flacco stopped playing in week four. 
The Jets don't have their best offensive lineman. They don't have Brees Hall. They've had – well, I'm not trying to make excuses Joe, for if, Zach. Fine. It's context. If you're, but if you're the number two pick, you overcome those things. If you're do a you, franchise in quarterback – 20 games in, you overcome that? Yeah, you do. If you're a franchise oh. quarterback and you're the number two pick and you're the, as talented as everybody says you are, you overcome some of this stuff. He's got but, guys wide open. He's got Denzel Mims screaming in the end zone. He missed Denzel Mims by about 15 yards on a screen pass. He threw one into Braxton Berrios' ankles. Like, what are we doing here? So so this is why I made such a big deal about the post-game stuff. If Zach had handled that right, I'd have come in here and said, yeah, Zach played like trash, and he needs to play better. But it, for me, it was more about the post-game stuff and the perspective that he has than it is about the failure of execution because he's fair, very clearly a physically talented guy. Right? But But the writing's on the wall here. When you hear the comments from all the other players on the team after the game, you can't play that bad, and then as a leader, go say that you can't. Right, it's and that's why I'm out. It's not the execution X's and O's wise. It's that that has me. You out. can't play that poorly coming out of the bye week in the most important game of the season, and then take zero responsibility for it. They lost because of Zach Wilson. There's no if ands or buts that about it. True. That is they true. They lost because I, of I Zach Wilson. You. I hear you. I recognize everything you're saying, and I agree with a lot of it. I just struggle with it being a 20-game sample size, a young player. Like, go are you allowed to let, learn let lessons go. and evolve and grow, <laughs> or do we just have to like bury your career because we didn't like how you responded to one game? I've never heard criticism towards Zach Wilson like this prior to this week. Joe, he's not Josh Allen. Right, like, okay. and that's the problem. Everybody wants to lock Ugh. that comparison onto him because Why? he's because he struggled for two years. There has not been a complete stretch of games, multiple games stacked together in which Zach Wilson has been the difference. Yeah, he did what he did against Buffalo. Yeah, listen, last year he played great against Tennessee. He played great against uh, the Eagles. He played great against the the Bucks. He, I mean, I I could pick games in which he played really well last season, but he doesn't stack it together. You play as good as he played against the Bills. Probably the best game he's played in his career. You get a right. bye week. You get an opportunity to prepare. And that's the stinker you lay? It's unfortunate, that's the, man. That's the problem, Joe. I, four weeks ago, I'm listening to Mike Greenberg talk about, I've never felt this way towards a Jets quarterback in my life. It feels different this time. Shame like, on you for listening well, to Mike Greenberg. But I'm just saying, like, Rich Eisen. I've heard Chris Schubert buy in. Like, there's been so many different moments in a very small amount of time where everybody's in and then they're all the way out. I'm not saying that it's going to work out for Zach Wilson with the Jets. I'm really not. I, I'm not optimistic. I'm concerned. But this is the time we're going to bury him, like, for this? If you're not going so to bury I, him for this, when are you going to bury him? I'll I, say this, Joe. I, I think it's fair for you to question the pendulum, right? It, 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 it's a very – there's big-time swings. But I've largely been mum. Like, and I'm, I'm only speaking to me personally. And I hope I hope my declaration here doesn't get roped into all of the pendulum stuff because I've just kind of been like gradually like, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. And so I guess I had my moment going into the Bills game with Zach Wilson. I'm like, I went in. I went in on him every opportunity I could. Multiple radio stations, multiple podcasts. And the point that I made was like, this guy has got to stylistically change the way he plays the game. He has to function within the scheme and, and be just a better court. Like he's has to, 
to change the way he plays. And then I've seen two games since then, once where he did it masterfully and once where he could not mm-hmm. have been worse. Mm-hmm. So I understand but, like that's not, that variance is not okay on a week to week basis, but I'm at least willing to let the season play out. But, but Joe, in fairness to both me and Kyle, I have not been part of the pendulum swing. To a fault, I have been his act defender. To a fault. I agree. I, agree. I have I agree been in the weeds on this. I agree. So for me to now be like, I'm out, it, it's, it, it is a combination of things. At some point, it is week 11 of the National Football League of your second year. You got to show me something. You cannot have multiple games in which you are throwing for under 100 passing yards in this league in 2022. You cannot do it. It's unacceptable. The Patriots are not the the Bears defense of the generations ago. Okay? Well, hey, Patriots, Chris, let's be honest. Half his passing yards came on a terribly thrown ball to Denzel Mims down right. the field on one play. So, like, come <laughs> on now. The Jets averaged less than three inches per play offensively in the second half. So can you, uh, are you saying they have to start Mike White the rest of the way? Like when you say you're, is that what you're saying? Does no. he get the rest of the year? I appreciate the question. Mike White's not the answer either. And so for Jets fans who are clamoring for Mike White to go in there, there's a reason Mike White didn't start the first three games of the season and Joe Flacco did. There's a reason Mike White hasn't been active as a starting quarterback until recently. Mike White's not the solution to these problems. Zach gets the rest of the season. Now, will they do that? Because to me, Joe, here's the thing. The moment... In New York, New Jersey, the moment that they sit Zach Wilson down, it's over. It's over. It's over. That's it. Point of no return at that and point. To, and to me, to a fault, they are going to try to avoid that problem. Well, and, if it means, a... and if it means losing this season, I think they're going to do it. I agree with that. And, and, and your silver lining is like, well, damn, remainder of a team looks pretty solid. And I'm sure they have good resources but coming are, their way to continue are, adding to this thing. Are you are you going to waste a year with how good the rest of the team is? And are you going to lose the locker room if you stick with Zach? Those are the two concerns I have. As a Jets fan who's been down this road before, are you wasting well, potentially one of the best defenses you've ever had? And two, by the end of the year, yeah. they're already liking the tweets. They're already saying what they're saying in the postgame. What does this look like at the end of the season? That's well, my fear. Y- you get C.J. Mosley and... Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams and whatever players on offense are your veteran leaders. And you sit down and you have a conversation. What's what, what, you know what I mean? I, that's what I Coach wanna, Sala has to do. I want to put a button on this with two. Obviously this, it's a big, big topic, right? This is, I mean, the jets are, they're in the thick of the ra- the race of things with the AFC, uh, the remainder of the schedule for the jets. I'm going to ask you guys two questions after I read the games. Okay. Home against the Bears, at Minnesota, at Buffalo, home against the Lions, home against the Jaguars, at Seattle, at Miami. They're currently 6-4. and four. What is the record at the end of the year with Zach Wilson at quarterback the rest of the way? Or what is the record at the end of the year if you make a change hypothetically this week and you play Joe Flacco the rest of the way? I, I don't think there's a difference. The quarterback play was never the catalyst for the success of this team. It's been their defense, what they've gotten out of their backfield. They were four go they were five and are they five and two with Zach Wilson this year? Uh yes. 
They're not five and two because of Zach Wilson. Understood, but they're they're five and well, two with him. And what's the record without him? One in three. I have a I have a tough time saying that the record would be the same. They played a game yesterday in which their defense did not allow a touchdown, and the offense didn't turn the ball over at all, and they lost. That's on Zach. Like that that we got to be better than that. And to me, they Flacco would have at least taken some stuff down the field. Right. And I think that's the thing. Joe at least will see the stuff down the field. Right. And take and then he'll also throw some guys open with back shoulder. Like Garrett Wilson's got really good body control. Right. Denzel Mims is a long body guy. Are we gonna get Corey Davis back at some point? I think he can create more completions than what Zach can by being a, a chicken with his head cut off. Now they've sat Joe. Joe's not active anymore. It's been Mike White. So to but me, if you're going change... to, but if you're going to make a change, I think it should be Joe Flacco. Like, and I don't think it with, would be. I think it would the be the rest Mike. of the with the rest of the team. If you're going to try and seriously say we're going to put all of you guys in the best position to win on Sunday, it would be Joe Flacco. I understand athletically, he's much more limited than both of those guys. But it's his, you're trusting him to get you in the right play and to take shots down the field and be a very run-heavy offense. And no, I, I'd, I'd say they're probably a game better, if not two games better. It, it really depends on what, what plays out against Chicago this week. And then like Lions, Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins, like that, those, are, those are two tough road games to close. Well, I guess we'll see how it plays out. But I would say they have a better record with Joe Flacco than they do Zach. What's their floor for wins? Three? Three more? It's a nine-win team. Joe, I I don't know. Three more wins. I don't know. If Zach plays the way he played yesterday, then he can't win a game. Okay, He's only played the way he played yesterday, yesterday. But that's not true. That's not true. The Belichick defenses aren't coming the rest of the way. I'll I'll say this. If... If he plays anything close to how he played last weekend, I bet they lose to the Bears this weekend. Trust we'll the coin, see. Joe. Who's, I trust Tra- the Trevor coin. Trevor Simeon playing quarterback for the Bears? Fields will play. Yeah, that's obviously contingent on Fields playing, but Fields will play. All right. That's... I trust the coin. The coin is is the all-knower now for the New York Jets. We trust the coin. And the coin has results. a loss, right, next week? The coin has a loss to the to the Bears, and then it has them finishing 5-1 and one and going to the AFC Championship <laughs> game. So we trust the coin. What, wait, what's that's their other loss? What's their other loss? The Bears last game of the season. The last game Bears of the season and Dolphins. for the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah. Hey, so, trust you, the coin. Where do you sign, trust, Chris? Trust where, the where coin. <laughs> the coin. You put 11, me down for the coin too. <laughs> Eleven and six in an AFC Championship game for the the, the Jets. That's what the coin has. So. Temple University is ranked among the top fifty public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. We trust the coin. Uh, okay, let's keep the train moving here. The Saints beat the Rams 27 to 20. Sad. <laughs> My prevailing thought is Bryce Perkins played in this game. <laughs> well, this is this is uh, Stafford's second apparent <laughs> concussion in three weeks, correct? Dude, it's rough, man. Rough. I, I, if you have long-term plans for Matt Stafford, I'd probably be... A little calculated on when you run him back out here. You don't have Cooper Cup. Right. High ankle sprain the rest of the year. Your season's over. Your line is is not good. Can't function. No. Can't functions should have been my 
word association phrase to invoke here. The, the Rams cannot function. They're, they are a broken team right now. Not to take anything away from the Saints. Like, we, we talked all about Chris Olave yesterday and, and had a good conversation there. But I feel like, I feel like the, the prevailing thought is the disappointment that is the Rams, the injuries, and that they're just at this point. And it's Bryce Perkins, that quarterback, is just scratching the surface of where they are at other positions and the attrition that they've had through injuries. And it's just a, it's, it's a lost year for the Rams. But I will say, Tutu Atwell did something. There you go. <laughs> Led the team in receiving yards. Yeah, man. One catch for 62 yards in the um, in the salary cap is fake bowl. So that's fun. <laughs> Hashtag our Lions beat the Giants 31 to 18. Dan Campbell, baby. <laughs> Another pick for Aiden Hutchinson, right? Right. He's got two play on the ball, man. Two whoa, whoa. Another pick for Kirby Joseph. Be respectful, Joseph. Yeah. That's right. The young players on defense, man. For, oh, for these Aiden, big... Aiden had a fumble recovery too. Yep, and and Aline McNeil was was phenomenal in this ball game. Um, we'll see, man. Lions are a little buzzsaw right now. We'll see. We'll see what they got uh, the rest of the way. The Ravens beat see, the Panthers. I can see them getting hot after the Bills game. Get a little mini buy. They've won three in a, war, in a row. I, I know, but they're going to lose to the Bills. And then after that, it's, I don't I see them running some off, man. Eight win teams still out there in the universe. Go ahead, Chris. In the only game that was potentially as boring to watch as Jets Patriots, the Ravens <laughs> beat the Panthers 13 to three. Yikes. Baker can't play, right? He just, he just can't play. Correct. And Two I, picks. Been, That's your takeaways. The Ravens can't do anything on offense. Your takeaway is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well, I I feel like I'm more invested there. Like I I think the Ravens are going to be just fine. They they're down players right now, but like the the prevailing thought, which is what the entire purpose of this is, like my prevailing thought from considering Panthers and Ravens is that it's just not going to happen for Baker. And I feel like I've been a Baker apologist at times. And he continues to tell me he can't play. When somebody shows you who they are, you have to believe them, right? Right. Okay, right. I'm believing him. Okay, so here's here's my... I do appreciate Chris bringing up what he brought up because I do think this is worth acknowledging. And Joe, you mentioned they're down p- players, and that is factually true. But in the first three games, Lamar Jackson is accountable for 19 touchdowns this season. How many of them came in the first three games versus how many of them have come in the last seven? I'm guessing a lot. 70%. Chris, 70% of 19 would be 14, I guess. We're going to round up. What do you have an answer? That's not a percentage in a a round number out of 19. I I, I would say math. I would say it's 16 of the touchdowns. Okay. So he has 19 total touchdowns. He had three in week one. He had four in week two, three passing and one rushing. So that's seven. And then he had five in week three. Again, so 12 of 19 touchdowns have come in the first three games. And then we can do this math. 19 minus 12 is seven. He is accountable for an average of one touchdown per game over the last seven games. It's a pretty big sample size. Joe, how many games in that same seven-game stretch 
has Lamar Jackson had, and I understand this is a fairly arbitrary statistic, a passer rating higher than, mm, I'll say, 90. <laughs> of how many games? Of the last seven games in which the scoring production has been way down for Lamar. How many games does he have a passer rating above 90? I mean, I, I would I would hope five of them. One. That's bad. How many games does Lamar Jackson have a passer rating above 80 in the last seven games? One. I'm guessing one. Two. <laughs> 76, 88, 105, 80 on the nose. I said above 80, so it still counts. 71, 71, 63. His passer rating in the last seven games. They've won so five. So I of do them. think they've won, yes. Uh, and thank five goodness the, the deep. Thank goodness the defense has figured it out. Remember, there was all that the first month of the season, all the coverage bust for Baltimore and the defense is bad. And well, they gave up three. They gave up 13 in New Orleans. They gave up 22 in Tampa Bay. They gave up 20 to the Browns. They gave up 24 to the Giants. They gave up 17 to the Bengals. They gave up 23 to the Bills. And now you're in a 26, 38, and 9 the first three weeks. All right, we got to rapid fire these last couple. The Commanders no. beat the Texans 23 to 10. Taylor Heineke's team. What do they want? Four out of five commanders? Good for the them. playoff commanders. Commanding the playoffs. They're taking command. They're taking command in the playoff race. The NFC. The Raiders beat the Broncos in overtime 22 to 16. We can add this Sad. game to the we can add this game to the list of if the Broncos would have just scored 18 points, they <laughs> would have another victory. Busts. Wait, so for how good that Denver defense is. What the hell happened there on some of those plays late? Just guys wide open. Right. Unbelievable. They, they hit the hit the wheel or whatever it was to to Jacobs. Not oh, just guys. And run. Not just guys. We just let Devontae Adams run Devontae down the field Adams. like 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 he's not somebody we should be paying attention to. And, and I know there was some pushback for Jacobs staying in bounds instead of running out of bounds to stop the clock. But with how good the Broncos' defense is and their red zone defense, I don't blame him for trying to score because you saw the Broncos held and they had to kick mm-hmm. the field goal and go to overtime. The Cowboys beat the Vikings 40 to 3. Tony Pollard. When it rains, it pours. Vikings yep. are 8 and 2 with yep. a negative point differential. That's fine. 8 and 2, and their two losses are probably the two toughest games on their schedule in the Eagles and the Cowboys. So they have got to come up small in their two biggest games. Okay, they played the Dolphins. I get it, Kyle. They played the Bills. The Bengals beat the Steelers 37 to 30. Hoodwinked and bamboozled. Explain yourself there. You texted me that the other day and I didn't know what you meant. I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. Top 20 pick. (laughs) Okay. So he was. You're a little early for that, right? Yes. But. He was largely the same player all throughout his career at Pittsburgh and then magically found his legs and was a little bit more of a runner. But just procedurally, man, it's thank goodness for George Pickens. But George George Pickens saved his skin on a couple of these throws and gave him a statistically respectable performance. But I just 
I think, and I understand the coaching staff is part of the problem. I do. I understand that Matt Canada is not it. And if Mike Tomlin doesn't have anybody in his little black book to call after the season, he needs a different black book, right? To just call somebody else to come in here and run the offense. I understand that. But I'm, I'm, I'm not getting a lot of enthusiasm from watching. And I watched this game pretty closely uh, throughout the day as well. So um, I'm just concerned for Pittsburgh on what their long-term forecast looks like unless there's significant growth from Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett's a rookie quarterback Here we that go. didn't Sample get the starter sense. reps all, all offseason. He's got a crap offensive coordinator. We hate their offensive line, but we're going to do this. I also look wasn't in love with him in the pre-draft process either. Which is fine, but like I don't like the, these guys deserve a chance to tell us who they are. I don't think we've through whatever however many starts Kenny Pickett's had, was he five starts like we can say stuff like this. Uh Kenny Pickett through one, two, let me see how many starts it is. He didn't start against the Jets. He started against the Bills, right? That was the first start. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, six starts. Um, Are you going to give me stats? Because look at I'm Stafford not. stats and Drew Brees stats and Josh Allen. I I'm can... not. I'm just. I'm reflecting on all the games, and they're they're pretty ugly performances. That's all. Well, let's let's see them build around them. We'll we'll see. I I'm not ready to bury Kenny Pickett either yet. Look at Joe just taking up the cause of not burying quarterbacks. You'll have to see. Yeah. So, so, so five, so six starts isn't you know can't do it. Two seasons can't do it. I don't know what the bar is for Joe. The last game here on the the word is don't attack him like that. You're, we're gonna get derailed here. It's twenty games, <laughs> twenty games for Zach. It's not two seasons. The Chiefs beat the Chargers, thirty to seventeen. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. I'll let Joe go first. Um. I mean, the the way the Chiefs ran the ball in this game was pretty friggin' impressive. That's not a, fr- a word or whatever, but like the, the way they ran the ball and then what Pat does through the air and the confidence that he had throwing the football to Sky Moore in this game and Travis Kelsey's just an absolute monster. They're down. They don't have Tony. They don't have uh, Juju. It just doesn't matter, right? Pat, he's just the king. He's the king of the league. And, um, just so much admiration for what this team can do on offense now, especially they're running the ball like this. Okay, so you, you said it, okay? Mikael Hardman went on, went on IR this past week. Yeah. So they didn't have Mikael Hardman. Juju Smith-Schuster, concussion. Yeah. Out, didn't play, was not active. Kadarius Tony, they lost him, what, like first quarter? Early, yeah. Early? So your wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs, are Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson, Marcus Kemp, Sky Moore, and Cornell Powell. <laughs> Brandon Staley, do you maybe want to think about giving another guy to help cover Travis Kelsey? What are we doing? He's killed you for forever. And anytime the Chiefs are in a money situation... We're going to put Derwin James in press coverage, and he's going to press Kelsey at the line of scrimmage, and we're just going to live and die by the result, no matter what. Do you want to bracket him? 
I don't know, I think you got enough other options in the secondary that you could probably live with manning up Justin Watson and living with letting him beating you instead of having Derwin James try and press Kelsey in the slot and he's going to run across or across the middle of the field where Derwin never stands a chance. What are we doing? Isn't Dur- isn't isn't Brandon Staley supposed to be like this highly renowned defensive mind as a head coach? How did how did you just continuously let him beat you? I couldn't believe it. Let one of these other dudes beat you. Can I, can I share a take? Yes, please. Brandon Call Staley hasn't. No, Brandon Staley. No, this is going to double. I'm going to pour gasoline on the fire. Brandon Staley hasn't been the same coach since the Raiders game at the end of last year when he got destroyed for the decision making process in that game. And I think it was unfair, the criticism they got, but he has not been the same coach since then. He's changed the way he's handled fourth down stuff. Some of the in-game decision-making has been brutal. Doesn't make adjustments. He has not been the same coach since that game. I mean, they punted on what, fourth and inches? Yesterday? Against the Chiefs. Right. You ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it like that. I worry about him. I worry about Brandon Staley a lot and, and how yeah, he holds I, his team back. I look at the Jags. They they play the Chiefs, and they say, you know what? Give me surprise onside to start the game because we we're battling uphill here. We got to take our chances. Like, you're playing the Chiefs. You got you to gotta do stuff like that. I don't know, man. Well, I like Staley I, a lot, but he's been bad this year. I guess credit where credit's due, too. Like, you had him. You had the perfect game script. Herbert takes you down the field, scores a touchdown minute and a half left or whatever it was, but the Chiefs had all their timeouts. So again, that's that's why for me, my focus was like, how are you going to let Travis Kelsey get one-on-one the entire possession? I understand you have Derwin James, but like, look around the rest of who's available for the Chiefs to catch the football. It's one of those situations where it's like, we're just a, anyone else. Right. Right. right any. <laughs> Whatever. Live, live right. with anyone else doing Justin it Watson. but Kelsey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. It was too easy. His last three catches were touchdowns, Dude, and they monster. couldn't sniff him. Monster. He's like, what, set a career, or tied a career high in touchdowns, and it's like November 21st, 22nd? It was like <laughs> he catches three or four every time I watch Chiefs. Right. <laughs> That's insane, man. So it it was just my mind melted watching the and you know they got him into the fourth down situation but they called Derwin for the defensive holding against Kelsey because he was on an island by himself and that's where they got the first down and then that's where they moved the ball. So you know say what you will about all the game management stuff and all that kind of stuff yeah that's fine but you got down to crunch time when rubber meets the road and you got to get a stop. And it's the best tight end in football right now. And it's not particularly close. Right. With a bunch of backup wide receivers. And you were like, ah, just play them one-on-one. Can't, man. I can't. Did we get them all? Did we, is this it? Is that it, Chris? Did we miss it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We ranted a couple times, but we still I, got them all in. Yes. I could have gone another 10 minutes on Staley, but I'm glad that we we invested 30 minutes I, of the show on Zach Wilson. <laughs> I could have gone another 30 on Zach. So do you feel better? Like, I know, like, sometimes, like, I, I joke after losses, like, group therapy is like venting about it and, like, kind of blown up. Like, do you feel better now? No, no, I don't. Because when you're out, when you make the decision to be out 
it, a whole new world of possibilities enter your mind of where mm-hmm. your team could go. That's not healthy either. So no, I don't feel better. Right. Well, at least you're not on the fence. There's no worse place than being than on the fence. At least you know what you feel now. You know what you're supposed to think. That's going to do it for us here today on Draft Dudes. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy, and Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends who are been online for their continued support of the show. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.